0: The Adam Crowley Show. Axe on. Axe off. Ah, No, Axe on. Oh no. Oh, it's on the nipple.
1: Axe
0: off.
1: Axe on. Axe off.
0: He went from the bottom. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. I hadn't heard that rejoin yet. God bless Brian for having to listen through that awful segment to come up with stuff.
2: This is why I stay here to listen to stuff like that. Your little <laughs> awesome. That's pure pain.
0: That was pain. I had not heard that one yet. That's hilarious, dude. I feel bad for past Crowley. I feel a lot worse for future Crowley, who's getting his belly button pierced in seventeen days. Although I might cut it close. The two a days are helping. Oh, you the-
2: think you got a shot now? Ah. They're affecting my body. Like, you're the Buffalo Bills at this point. Like, you you got an outside shot to get into the playoffs. Don't the you chances love that are about you'll the still NFL? get your
0: belly button pierced. That's such a great point by you. <laughs> I love that about the NFL. Like, Titans fans this week, they think, why not us? <laughs> yeah. They're thinking yeah. for a week, you know what? We are the darlings. We yeah. are the Cinderella. Yeah. We're going to beat New
2: England because. Why not? It starts with one, this could happen. The other one's like, yeah, this could happen. Yeah, yeah, this could happen. It's like me with West Virginia football <laughs> yeah. next year.
0: Well, they're going to win the Big 12. And if you win the Big 12, maybe you'll get in the playoff. And if you're there, well,
2: since you're there, since you get there, maybe you win the whole thing. See, you're joking right now, but I'm serious. I swear to God, that's going to be like the rhetoric in the next, like, I don't know, uh, maybe a couple months. You'll, you're building yourself up to a frenzy. I guarantee it'll happen. I will guarantee
0: you that I look better the day that I'm supposed to get the belly button pierced than I did on the day that I got waxed.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: That much. I'm already there.
2: It's just. Oh, it's going to hurt, though. Like, I've been researching. Like, I'm actually looking into who we can use and stuff like that and starting to contact people, um, which it's funny because the first one I contacted. Now, it's not nailed down yet, so I won't give the name. But the first one I contacted, like, literally said, you want to do what? You reached out to people. Yeah. Good for you. I've got a short list. You're not going to do it. How diva have I been these last
0: couple of days? I've slowly transformed into a diva. I heard that we're doing a broadcast from 1 o'clock until 7 on ESPN and Steelers Nation Radio this Saturday. You should all listen. I will be the host the whole time. (laughs) Six hours of radio. Me. Saturday. And I... But you've got guests. I was excited... I mean, I'm excited to be part of it. I didn't know I'd be doing the whole thing, so I kind of deeve it out there. I I was like, Brian, what's up with me hosting the whole thing? He's like, you want to, don't you? You'll get paid for it. (laughs) I'm trying to Jedi you. Yeah, it'll be fine. You're going to enjoy yourself. So there's that. And then they're asking me to write blogs, which I should be doing. (laughs) I've been asked to write blogs before.
2: I haven't followed through. I need to do it, but I complained about that because it's an extra thing added to my day. This is like the groundhog. Like every like every year, you got to go to groundhog and be like, "Hey, blogs, right?" And then, like, if you see the shadow, which is the anger then you know you're probably going to get blogs for, like, a couple weeks, and then they'll disappear again. But if you see Crowley, like, man, yeah, I'll do some, then you won't even see him. Like, it's this weird thing going on.
0: You know exactly that that's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to do a bunch of blogs these next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's going to be hot and heavy. And then two the following week, and then one. And then
2: I'll get yelled at sometime around March. You know what? I'm going to go this route. It's your show, but I'm actually taking I'm taking charge here for a second. I'd like to invite all of your listeners out there. Any listener. Devin, you're out there. Uh, Mr. Uh, Richard, you're out there. I want you guys to keep Crowley accountable for these blogs. If you go to the website, if you go to Crowley's Twitter page, if you go to Crowley's Facebook page, and you don't see any kind of links for a blog that day, I want you calling this dude out. I want you being like, hey... You're selling us short, Crowley. We're investing our time in your show. We need more content from a brilliant talk radio star.
0: Oh, not a written star. Not a blogging star.
2: It it all comes together, man. Apparently it's 2018. It it's all multimedia. See, I thought by throwing brilliant in the end there, I'd throw you, you off enough. I eh, thought I'd throw you off.
0: But De- hold him accountable. Devin, let's see if he does now, joins us on the Crowley Show. Hello, Devin.
3: Oh, what's up, my man? How are you? Oh, man, I'm good, man. Just dropped my son off at basketball practice. I forget all about it. Puzzle-cooked dinner, and I'm at basketball practice.
1: (laughs) You're (laughs) you're
3: a terrible father, Devin.
0: (laughs) What's on your mind, buddy?
3: Hey, uh, a couple of things. First, first, oh, man, buddy, you didn't get the six-pack, buddy?
0: Uh, I don't think so, but I'm going to look good.
2: Uh, I'm gonna look good to wear that pit belly button ring. He's getting pierced, Devin. I
3: didn't, I didn't, I didn't want it to happen. Me neither, man. Damn it. When you made that bet, I was like, "Oh, man." And uh, also, when you go national, man, are you still going to talk to regular people? You're going to be like Mike and Mike, and only talk to the big wigs.
0: I hated Mike and Mike, so I'll talk. To, I'll talk to the regular people every day. Bad, <laughs> bad fathers and <in> all, Devin.
3: <laughs> all right, this is the thing you said. Uh, should we? Um, go conservative. They better... Listen, man. We have weapons. We have tanks. We have jet fighters. We have an arsenal. They better unleash it all.
0: I agree. Don't be scared of these guys. Don't be wusses with a P. Don't be like that. Go out there and you take that shiz to them.
3: We got a 56 sacks defense. We got Juju. We got AB. We got L. We got Le'Veon Bell. We got Oh, come on, man. You better release everything that you possibly have. Do Dad.
0: Yep, don't play conservative. Appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk. Yep. Be a better dad. Kid took, he took his kids to Star Wars, though, so that's good. Forgot about basketball practice, and he had to make dinner. Last night, bad day for gender roles. I got home. My wife's cooking dinner, and I was like, hey, do you need help? And she goes... You could if you wanted to, which is bad. You never you never throw that there yeah. at the end. You can if you want to. She goes, but actually I had a long day, so this will help me kind of relax. Cooking. And then there's me. I walked upstairs immediately, sat down, shoes still on, but feet up on the couch, West Virginia basketball on my TV. And I sat up there for 40 minutes as she cooked dinner. And the whole time I
2: felt bad about it, but I let it happen. You got to let it happen, man. That's kind of cool. That That's actually perfect. Really, like her happy place is cooking, and your happy place is not helping with the house and watching West Virginia. I help with the house, and in fact, I cook a lot
0: more than she does. She would admit that. But yesterday, it was one of those things where I didn't tell her that there was a West Virginia game on. So when I walked in and saw her making the soup, I was like, "Son of a bitch, I'm gonna have to do this." And she goes, "No, actually, it's one person job. It's therapeutic. Very good. You married good, man. I did marry good. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. I'm gonna be a better father than David." I love that guy, I do. Him and Braden, man. Loyal listeners. We got a lot of them. We're up 300%. These are my snowflakes. But Devin, Braden, King snowflakes. Here's what D'Angelo Williams had to say about Todd Haley. Quote, if Todd Haley didn't run the damn ball like he should have the first time, they should fire his ass. Now, remember, he threw the ball 55 times that first time. And DeAngelo continued to say they should fire him. Ben threw the ball 55 times against the defense that was dead last against the run. I don't know if I want to open this one up to the phone lines, but if the Steelers lose to the Jags and Ben throws it 55 times, should they fire Todd Haley? 2874. It's a little misleading, though, that that was the problem the first time around. Because in the first game against the Jags, Bell ran the ball 15 times for 47 yards, but that's not a lot, obviously. But nine of those carries coming in the first half. He had 20 touches prior to Ben's first interception. So had Ben not started throwing the ball to Jacksonville five times, guess what? They would have run the football. Now, they panicked a little bit. After the first pick six, you got to keep up running the football. But it's the next possession, and Ben throws another interception. It's pick six, and then all of a sudden the game's done. You got to start slanging it, or you're not going to win. So I don't blame Haley as much as people should, as other people are. But I do understand the thought process. Because there is a lot of credence to what D'Angelo Williams is saying. The more Le'Veon Bell touches the football, the better the Steelers' chances are to win. Last year, down the stretch, eight games, 147 a game for Le'Veon Bell, and the Steelers rattle off eight straight wins. Now this year, it's been more in the passing game and the running game, not just running the football, and the Steelers have been on a roll offensively. He didn't play the last game of the regular season, but he played seven games prior to that. The Steelers were 6-1 and in those games, and here's the stat line in each of those games. 19 for 97, 29 for 165, 22 for 125, 23 for 182, 32 for 183, 21 for 103, and 31 for 112. That's an average of 126 yards per game on 25 touches per game. I talked in the last segment about the Steelers not having an identity before. They do now. It's give the ball to that guy. I wouldn't go so far as to say fire Haley if he didn't touch the ball a bunch because I want to attack whatever Jacksonville's given you. But Le'Veon is going to be part of the game plan one way or another because that's who the Steelers are now. Passing game, maybe. Running game, maybe. But he's going to be part of it. You don't think there's something to that? Think about the first five games of the season. Steelers stunk. They barely beat Cleveland. They lost to a bad Chicago team, and then they lost to Jacksonville by 21. I don't care that you lose to Jacksonville, but the Steelers are talented enough that they shouldn't be losing to anybody by three freaking touchdowns. Steelers didn't know who they were, and this proves it. First five games for Belt, if you take out a win where he had 39 touches for 186, it's 22.5 touches a game for only 82 yards. So when the Steelers were bad, it was 82 yards a game for Le'Veon Bell. When the Steelers are good, winning football games, moving the ball, putting it in the end zone, it's 126 yards per game. That's a difference of a number that I can't calculate in my head, but it's around 50. 50 yards a game difference. The Steelers need to creatively get Le'Veon Bell involved in the offense. It's their best chance to beat Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Doesn't mean you have to be conservative. Doesn't mean you have to hand it to him 40 times. But let the offense run through him and everything else seems to follow there and after. D'Angelo's right. Get him the ball. But don't fire Haley. And just to reiterate, the Steelers shouldn't give him the ball just because it is risk averse. Don't want him to be scared against Jacksonville. Everyone that plays Jacksonville is scared because their defense is that damn good. Pittsburgh's offense is better than Jacksonville's defense. You heard it here. Who we got now? Devin again. Devin, you're neglecting your children even further. You did it to me,
3: man. You made me call right back in, man.
0: We're not you a regular radio show here, man. You know other radio shows will not That's let you back fault. on the air.
3: It's your fault. Listen here. Just like you told me before, we have an embarrassment of riches. I think AB is our best player hands down, but our most important player is Le'Veon Bell. And if Haley doesn't put the ball, we're regular dudes, man. We're regular dudes. And we can see that he has to touch the ball a copious amount of times in a game. And when he does, we're successful, brother. If he doesn't touch the ball at least 30 times through, from here on out, fire him. fire him. Fire him, fire him, fire him.
0: Sorry. I think you're right. He's got to touch the ball 30 times here on out. It's their best chance to win. I'm a Haley apologist. I know it. I got a poster of Haley above my bed. I love the guy. I think He's it's 90 more... years
3: old getting in bar fights.
0: What? What's not to love about that? <laughs> See you, buddy. Yeah. How quickly all that goes away, right? The Todd Haley brawl.
2: Disappeared.
0: It was necessary for the bye week. That was perfect timing for us. Oh, my God. It was the best. And now you got nothing but Jags talk. <laughs> so we good. She is. We good. Up next, Eric Edholm.
2: Taking ah! on Todd Haley.
3: Taking on Todd Haley. <laughs>
0: Todd is. We should just call. You know what? From now on, that's a good point by you. From now on, Todd Haley shall only be referred to as Tequila Cowboy and no longer Todd. Yeah, Haley. why not? I mean, Steelers offensive coordinator, <laughs> Tequila Cowboy. Up next, Eric at home, Pro Football Weekly, to look at the Steelers and Jags. The Crowley Show.
1: Ah!
0: <laughs> word tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Bortles will never beat Ben like Tebow did. If we lose, it will be because their D beats Ben. Low-hanging fruit, man. The point is, I don't care how good their defense is, Ed. The Steelers' offense should be better than them. Like, they were against Denver a couple of years ago. The Steelers would have gone to Denver and beat them had they had Antonio Brown, had they had D'Angelo Williams, had they had Le'Veon Bell. They didn't have any of those three guys. And they went up in there, and they almost won. They went up in there, and they moved the football. They went up in there, and they had a shot. The Steelers shouldn't be afraid of anyone. The Steelers need to get after it on the offensive side of the ball and take what the defense gives them. They shouldn't go in and be conservative. So if Ben plays the way he's played for the last half of the season, guess what? They'll be fine. But if he reverts back to the old Ben, it's him losing the game. It's not Jacksonville taking it from him. It's him losing the game. He should not be throwing five interceptions against anyone. He shouldn't be throwing five interceptions against the 70 Steelers. He shouldn't be throwing five interceptions against the 2000 Ravens. He shouldn't be throwing five interceptions against the 08 Steelers or the 2015 Denver Broncos. Love you, Ed. But sometimes things are simple. You can't lose to Bortles. You can't. I don't care how good the defense is. You can't lose to that guy. He's that bad. Joining me now to discuss one of my favorites, Eric Edholm. He, of course, from Pro Football Weekly. Eric, how are you today? Thanks for coming on.
4: Yeah, everything's good here. What's happening there? You guys gearing up for, uh, for the big game, I assume?
0: I think so, and I am going to talk to a Jags beat writer later on in the show and i just ruined i ruined it because i i forgot that i taped it but we taped an interview with the jacks beat writer and we're gonna play (laughs) later in the show and he joked that maybe it'll actually be warm in pittsburgh because on thursday it's going to be but sunday actually no not so much are you traveling are you going to a game this weekend
4: yeah no i had to change my plans last minute i was all set to go up to minnesota for that game and uh Uh, I forgot, you know, we have young kids and there was a bit of a scheduling error as far as keeping, you know, they're not even three years old yet, I have twins, so they're not self-sufficient yet at this point, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, so if you leave, they're not going to be able to take care of themselves.
4: Uh, you know, they could maybe, like, pour a milk or, like, close the door or something. That's about it.
0: More than me sometimes. Eric Edholm <laughs> joining me here, Pro Football Weekly. Uh, Eric, if you had to give the top four teams that are still left in the field, who would you have?
4: It's a good question. I think, you know, it's funny. All season long, we've kind of said, oh, you know, the AFC's the weaker side of the equation. The NFC still loaded. You know, I have, I have a lot of respect for what the Eagles have done this season. I don't think they'll roll over. I don't know that I can put them in my top four. And even though, you know, and obviously a lot of people are picking the Falcons this weekend <clears throat> Excuse me, against them. I don't know. I, I, I'm not – I think that'll be – the Eagles will come out and play well. I don't know that the Falcons can just roll in there and get a win. So, <clears throat> I think it's probably going to come from the other game. I think you would say that the Saints and the Vikings are very dangerous, each of them, and that the winner of that game's got a great chance to go to the Super Bowl. And on the other side, I, I still think that the Patriots and Steelers are, are probably factoring into that top four, too. I, I just, you know, I realize that the most that I could get out of this weekend will be three out of four, but I truly believe that the winner of that that Saints-Vikings game could have a a great chance to get all the way to Minnesota.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, I definitely am a big believer in the Vikings. Uh, Their defense is just so darn good. and Hey, so is Jacksonville, but at least in Minnesota, they've proven that they can do some things on the offensive side. Jacksonville, they had a nice string where they played three games, and Blake Bortles played well for those three games. And then these last three, the final two of the regular season, he throws five picks. This last game against the Buffalo Bills, he looked incredibly inept. you think that carries over into Pittsburgh?
4: Yeah, it was it was such a weird game because obviously early on, you know, they're throwing screens and high percentage passes and it was like he was just trying to fluff them in there and he was overthrowing them or he was, you know, he was misfiring and you know, those are the throws you got to make at about a 90% clip and he was he was hit about a 20% clip on some of those. So I appreciate the fact that Jaguars kind of opened it up a little in the second half. He did thread some passes in there. Yeah, you know, look, he's working with, you know, Westbrook, who's only been there for, you know, half the season healthy. You know, Keelan Cole, undrafted free age. Uh, yeah, undrafted rookie. You know, they've just gotten their other guys back, Hearns and Lee. And so, you know, I understand it's not all on him. And, and Bortles did get some stuff going with his legs. I and mean, he ran for 88. That was that was a huge part of the win there. But you're right. I mean, there's a lot to be concerned about. And everybody kind of assumes it's sort of between his ears a little bit that he can, you know, if he struggles early in a game and they clearly were trying to get him going with the high percentage stuff, it can, he can go in the tank. But he didn't turn the ball over. And he did some positive things despite what looked like a pretty ugly statistical effort.
0: Eric at home, Pro Football Weekly, joining me here on The Crowley Show. The Jags have been a good rushing team this year, although the last three games, again, they haven't been running at the same clip. I don't think it's a coincidence that the quarterback's not playing well, running game's not playing well. Those things are yep. obviously tied. But the defense is obviously outstanding, Eric. When you look at Jacksonville's defense, do you like them as much as maybe you would have liked Denver's from a couple of years ago? Are they in that yeah. stratosphere?
4: Yeah, you know, statistically, you you put them up against the 2013 Seahawks, the 2015 Broncos, I mean, they're right there with a lot of the numbers, especially against the pass. I mean, they, they rush the passer, and they can shut down your outside passing game, too. I mean, they you know, just the, those two corners, A.J. Boye coming over from Houston, Jalen Ramsey in his second season really kind of blossoming. I mean, if you told me he was the best corner in the league, I don't know that I would have a great argument against it but I don't know how far behind Boye would be. I mean, I don't think it's that far. Some have said he's actually even played better than Ramsey this year. So pretty incredible. Aaron Colvin had a pick in the game last week. He mans the slot. The safeties, I think, can be manipulated a little. I mean, that's maybe a weakness there, um, which maybe offers, okay, that maybe there's a deep shot to Martavis. You know, maybe Brown can work the middle. Maybe there's some, some room there for the Steelers to operate. But, you know, with that front they have, it's just so impressive what they've done. I'll be curious to see if Paul Puglielsen can play, because when he was out of that game, that, you know, LaShawn McCoy was able to get loose a few times.
0: Pittsburgh has been very focused on New England. Mike Mitchell just said in Sports Illustrated, we'll play him in hell, we'll play him in Haiti, we'll play him anywhere. We're going to beat the Patriots. <laughs> well, hey, you got to beat Jacksonville first. What's your perception of... Pittsburgh, and what do you think the national perception is, uh perception is of Pittsburgh and sort of their obsession with the New England Patriots?
4: Yeah, this you know it's funny. Like you know, I talked to a guy in New England, a friend of mine, who's a Patriots season ticket holder, and you know, he said he's like, "Are, are the Steelers obsessed with the Patriots as much as I think they are?" Obviously, it's spent like you know a week dissecting the James Harrison uh, betrayal and all that, and obviously after the loss, there are a lot of you know hard feelings. I get that, I understand so. You know, I don't. I wonder if it's as much in the locker room as it is out. Maybe, but obviously, those guys have some strong feelings against New England. And you know, if you could channel it and focus, and, and most teams who play them can't. I mean, let's face it. You know, you've got Kevin Bayard, a rookie safety for the Titans, talking about how he's going to make Brady look like Bortles. I don't necessarily recommend that that approach, <laughs> right? Okay, but with the with the Steelers, you kind of say. Look, they've been through some battles. They've seen this team now twice in the last, you know, year. I mean, they they know New England. I mean, if they want to keep going with this and they sort of thrive amid the drama, I'm okay with it. With a team like the Titans, maybe not so much. I don't know. It's it's obviously fun it adds a great little layer to uh, you know, to the rivalry.
0: Oh my god, the Steelers have been the easiest show to wrap a radio show around <laughs> or the re- easiest team to wrap a radio show around all season long i mean my god it's something every week uh as yes. for as for jacksonville how do you think they take that how do you think they take the fact that roethlisberger says i want to play them again how do you think they take the fact that mike mitchell's already talking about new england
4: yeah you know it's funny too they've got some i mean like ramsey is, is such a bulldog and, and he's an unbelievably confident young player and they've got other guys too then they have the more business-like guys like calais campbell and you know, it's, it's a it's a cool mix that they have there where they've got this young, brash confidence, but they've also got a few, you know, guys that they brought in through free agency, Barry Church and, and Calais Campbell and Malik Jackson, who are, you know, maybe going to sort of tamp those guys down a little bit and say, Let, let's not put too much out there. Let's not give them all that bulletin board material. We still have to prove ourselves. We haven't been here in a decade. We haven't done, you know, no nobody in this room collectively has done anything together so you know it, i i think they're a, a really confident bunch um and they've had you know some strange ups, ups and downs this year they've got a lot of weird games but they found ways to win them and you know you gotta credit doug marone for what he's done there and you know he's he hasn't pushed all the right buttons but he's pushed more right ones than wrong ones this season
0: eric Edholm, pro football weekly joining me here on the crowley show when you look at the titans this is the cliche question, but I've been asking everyone this week because I'm fascinated by the response. What percentage chance do you think they have to go into New England and win that game?
4: Um, I would say about 10 or 15. I don't think it's high. Um, I don't think it's zero, though. I mean, I would be foolish to say that because, you know, right now, to me, New England's biggest weakness is probably going to be stopping – a power run game, and guess what? Derrick Henry lately. You saw what he did against the Chiefs. I mean, he had about 150 yards or whatever, and I think 85 of them were after contact. And and you know they've got a good O line. They can bully people up front. You know, I know Alan Branch is back for the Patriots, but they've been thin up front all year. I mean. They just haven't had a the number of bodies or b the bulk up front. Now getting Harrison obviously is you know he's a bigger guy on the edge that might help a little and who? you know if could, yeah yeah who right ninety two yeah uh, you know so maybe they have a little better reinforcement up front than they've had but that's that's a weakness for them so you can't discount the fact that if they play turnover free ball if they run the heck out of the football and just maul them up front. And then just make a few opportunistic plays on defense. They've got a shot, but I just don't think it's a it's a big one. I just don't. I don't know that. I think last week was more about the Chiefs blowing that game than it was about the Titans winning it.
2: Yeah,
0: I think so too. Uh, Back to New England because that's what we do around here. We obsess over New England. (laughs) Whether or not you think the Steelers are going to win, that's not the question I'm going to ask. Who do you think's better, Pittsburgh or New England?
4: I mean, I think if you if you go back and watch that game and. It felt like Pittsburgh dominated for most of it. I mean, I felt like they were the better team in that in that head-to-head matchup. But that's not the question you ask. I don't know. I mean, in like for instance, is the first Jacksonville matchup? Do we say, well, they're going to come in and win by three touchdowns again? No, fluky. There were two defensive touchdowns. There was a crazy what was it? A ninety-yard run by Fournette. I mean, I don't expect any of that to happen again. So the same thing to a lesser degree, I think, applies if they met again in Foxborough. It could be. You know, closer to what we saw last January, which was, you know, surprising to me. I thought the Steelers would come in with a little more, you know, a little more grit, a little playing a little bit more uh, solidly than they did early on in that game. So it's hard to know. And and I, you know, the offense has been great since about week 11. I mean, they've been just putting up points like crazy. But, you know, there have been a few times in, in this year and last where Ben hasn't been himself. He's always capable of having one of those games where, he just doesn't look like he uh, like
1: he has it that night. Yeah,
0: and as you mentioned, one of those games was against yes. the Jacksonville Jags earlier on in the season. Uh, last couple of things for Eric Edholm. Uh, you think Philly's going to give Atlanta uh, a good run there? I tend to agree with that. I don't think Atlanta's going to go in there and blow them out by any stretch. Uh, Philly's going to be frothing. I mean, we know how that place can be. Uh, it's a good environment. The defense is really good in Philadelphia. But all that being said, are you thinking it's Atlanta and for me, I got Atlanta, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, and New England?
4: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've gone back and forth. I try not to look at the lines too much, but I can't help but look at, you know the, the Falcons open as a favorite. and then the, the line has actually gone up, uh, I think, to, to a field goal. So I mean, it's, it's just surprising how much respect the Falcons have gotten considering that, you know, they haven't been the sturdiest team, and Matt Ryan hasn't been the MVP all year. You know, he hasn't been the same form he was a year ago. I know the defense has played well. And, yeah, Nick Foles, right, elephant in the room. I don't I haven't seen a lot that makes me think he's going to be great. But some tells me the Eagles will make some plays defensively. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be a really close game, and, and they'll have a shot. Now, maybe they don't win, like you said. I'll – I'll kind of go with you and say that the Falcons squeak by in that one, and I I I think the Vikings can beat the Saints. The Saints got a little lucky last week. They played well, but they also got a little lucky. And if what the hell was
0: Devin Funches doing?
4: Oh, Oh. on the on the the, the on the final heave, yeah. What the heck was that? I don't know. It was weird. It was it was strange because he he like separated and then kind of just sort of half-heartedly lunged stuck his hands out that was that was odd but yeah there were a lot of plays out there that the Saints may have gotten a little lucky on but they're they're good I just I don't I don't know that they're the dominant team I thought they were maybe a month ago
0: Eric really appreciate the time man thank you for making that time and enjoy this weekend
4: perfect you too as well enjoy the game
0: thank you I am gonna enjoy the weekend one to six on Saturday Come on by, baby. Steelers pep rally. Stage 8 it starts at 6. You'll be
2: on 1 to 7.
0: What time did I say? 1 to 6. Oh, so there's. You're at, are you adding a new hour? Tomorrow, Tomorrow, whenever I uh, say it, is it going to be 1 to 8?
2: I don't want to come in hot like, like the 14-hour broadcast that we have you scheduled to do. I thought I'd start with like a little bit and then add on. That's
0: I'm going to broadcast six. the entire combine. <laughs> the whole thing. I will be in Indianapolis for the entire combine, and I will not leave the air once.
2: We should do a marathon show at some point. You know what I was thinking? What?
0: The Lebetard show did. Yeah. Yeah. The halftime, right? They didn't do it just halftime. Yeah,
2: but went through, it like, yeah. Yeah, that they, was went, awesome.
0: they did the whole mega cast thing. And we're not going to be in studio if the Steelers are in the Super Bowl. But maybe oh, man I don't want to promise anything but we should do something like that
2: yeah just broadcast. I just
0: learned by the way that was me learning radio things not to promise something that I can't deliver on
2: you're getting better, I'm and getting I, th- better I think, at I think that. that this is a direct result of like the belly button piercing like you've learned you're learning yes. slowly to to check yourself before you throw something out there good job man
0: check myself before I r- r- wreck yourself literally wreck myself <laughs> but I am thinking we do a marathon show one day yeah
2: Probably summer, maybe, because there's nothing, not as much to talk about. <laughs>
0: no, it'd be really fun to do a sleepover show and have you here and Joe here and Katie here and Slack. a
2: Crowley pajama party. Seriously. I'm down with that. We could tape some
0: things out beforehand. Crowley
2: pajama party.
0: I like that. Maybe we could do it in, that, in the, the studio next door. What do they call that?
2: The studio next door? <laughs> not that one, the performance theater oh well yeah in the point park uh yeah uh, yeah that there's room
0: to sleep in there we could do shifts oh i like this idea see here we go everybody in pajamas too making waves by the way on the uh, crowley show hockey game coming up next (laughs) it is the hottest take of the day you're listening to the crowley show Brian, ask and you shall receive. Brayden and Devin, they're supposed to keep me honest here. They're supposed to keep me accountable. Brayden says, oh, you're going to do that slumber party? Is that going to be the same way as the Crowley Show Turkey Bowl? Asking for a friend. Brayden, loving you right now, bro. Here's the thing about the Turkey Bowl. We tried. We just couldn't find a time for all our schedules to work.
2: Actually, uh, me and Joe had plenty of time, but like other people, not to be mentioned, had like christenings. Stuff like that, or was it a birthday or a wedding or something?
0: I had a christening to go to.
2: Oh, it was you. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. I knew it was a christening. It okay. was me. See, this is why you people got to hold Crowley accountable for this stuff. And De- I, Brayden, I appreciate it so much, dude. You're like, uh, you guys are neck and neck. You and uh, Devin for being my favorite Crowley fans. Braden's
0: like the guy who's watching a golf tournament and calls in and says, Oh, there's a stroke Missing. There's a stroke problem here because this
2: golfer broke the rules. He's tattling. You can't give Braden crap for tattling, He's tattling. here. He's tattling. See, if someone, oh man, that's, that's wrong. You can't go tattler because if if like he reported to you that somebody else was doing something wrong, you would praise Braden at that point. But I'm here gonna... you are because it's you. Look, your listeners, Adam, they're holding you accountable. They're keeping you up to form. And it is of excellence.
0: 2.0. I will give Braden. A break because his heart just got ripped out. Indiana Jones style because of Georgia. I will allow him to call me out on whatever he wants. But that fell through, and I am upset about that. But the slumber party thing is definitely going to happen. And the hockey game is going to happen, too. In fact, Dan Kingerski just texted me, who's going to be part of our hockey game. He says, if PPG's not going to let it happen, why not reach out to Johnstown? Why not re- reach out to Wheeling? I mean, we'll make it happen somewhere. Absolutely. And it'll be fun. And it will be entertaining, and we will broadcast the whole damn thing. It is now time for the hottest take of the day. Ready, Jeff? It's time for the hottest take of the day. Day, day, day. <laughs> I want to try that again. Can we start it over? Let's start it over. Get the Wu-Tang out of here. I want to start it over because I don't need to say it. I don't need to. We got the voice guy who can do it. Thanks for keeping us in check, Braden.
2: Ready, Joe?
0: It's time for the hottest take of the day. day. day, day. Well we're back in a familiar spot again The most popular segment here on the Crowley Show Two days running It is the hottest take of the day If you were listening yesterday You know that I'm very critical of college football And their playoff system And how I think it's mythical And I think UCF deserved a shot to play for it Not that they would have won they were undefeated. They deserve a spot at the table. They deserve a chance to play the big boys. Just jumping off of that, college football pretends like they've got it all figured out. This person thinks this team's the best. That person thinks that team's the best. Conference champion? F them. We don't care. Bama looks like they're better. USC? Forget the Pac-12. SEC? You don't need to be the champion. You're in anyhow. Big Ten? Forget about it. College football pretends like they've all got it figured out because they've got the eye test. You know what I love about college basketball? They admit that they don't have it all figured out. They say, bleep it. Let's let the damn players decide. Let's let the teams decide who's the best. College basketball looks at what they've got and they say, yeah, we've got a committee. But all the conference champions make it. And yeah, we're using the eye test from there on out, but there's specific formula, there's RPI, there's all kind of junk that they use to factor it in. Oh yeah, and by the way, they got
1: 68
0: freaking teams! They feel pretty confident that in their 68 teams, they will come up with the best team, the team that deserves to be the national champion. I'm not suggesting that the... College football playoff needs to expand that big. But what I will say is this. Admit that you don't have it all figured out. Everyone's bowing down to Bama as though they're the national champions, but all it is is a construct. All it is is mythical. All it is is a group of, what is it, 13 people who sit down in a room and say this football team belongs there. In college basketball, there's a committee. I understand that. I'm not forgetting about that committee. Damn. I ain't forgetting about it. But we're talking about 68 teams. That's college basketball saying, we don't know better than the teams know. The teams will play it out. And they'll determine the champion. It ain't mythical. It's real. We got to close on that hot take thing, Joe? I mean we got a caller. I I know that but we got we got we got to bracket the segment.
2: I got it. Hold on.
0: That was the hottest take of the day. Day, day, day. Steelers Jimmy next up in Chicago. And last up, hello.
1: Hey Adam Farm, was that was that like a bullet ricochet sound or something what was that?
2: <laughs> yeah, that. It was a heavy radio sound is what that was.
1: Uh, all right, so how's that freaking giant-ass cyst going on your head, man? Is that thing shrinking? It is. It is. All right. I'm feeling That's okay. Cool. I'm feeling all right now. They're going to
0: remove it on Friday, but it has shrunk. Yes.
1: Uh, John Clayton ain't going to do the procedure, is he? Because he'll take you up to freaking Mars in his space shuttle thing. That's Ed, man. Ed, Ed's now a P1, dude. Ed listens every day, and he tweets us. That's cool, Ed. Cool, you got a new fan, bro. So what's the game freaking plan for the weekend? What do we do? Just everything we got, or do we nickel and dime them to death with uh and keep feeding them the ball. I think you Let take
0: exactly what Jacksonville gives you. If Jacksonville's stack in the box, you throw it over their head. If they're playing soft, you run the ball down their throat. I think the Steelers are that good. I think the Steelers offense is better than their defense.
1: Right, I mean because because they can't do Jacksonville can't do both. They're not the freaking eighty five Bears. Everybody's making it sound like they're the freaking eighty five Bears. You know. I mean, that was a fluky ass game back in October. That ain't gonna happen again. I'm with you, man. If freaking Blake Bortles beat us, man, we're pathetic.
0: Hey, uh, Steeler Jimmy, when you call, yeah, you, but he just did. You call Touch and Wolf all the time, right? All the time, man. Do you say freaking an ass when you call them? I bet you you don't.
1: No, I don't. You know why? Because you get but he me just crazy. Did. They keep me on. You know, they keep me on a low. When I listen to you, man. I get just as nuts as you do, man. I swear to God, it's just crazy. Feed on it, my man! It's, it's nuts, man. You make me freaking crazy.
0: Say another bad word before you go.
1: Uh, that's not bad. Blake, no. Bleep, 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 man. That's bad. Say, I never say bleep. R- repeat after me, bleep. Steeler Jimmy. Repeat after me, Steeler Jimmy. <laughs> Ass! No, I ain't saying it, man. Now you got me thinking of punching wolf. And now I feel bad, man.
0: Just bless yourself before you fall asleep tonight. Goodbye, Steeler Jimmy.
1: All right, bros.
0: Feed off of me, my snowflakes. We got new snowflakes. We got old snowflakes, but they're all on board. Maybe we should have the snowflakes over for our sleepover. Absolutely. Damn right. They'll leave. They won't like us anymore. We'll have beer. We will have beer. I want this to happen tomorrow.
2: <laughs> I know, I kinda of want to sleep here tonight. <laughs> maybe we should do it
0: maybe we should do it Saturday. Oh, well, before the uh before
2: the game. Before the game. Into the Since game. we're already broadcasting one to six, why not from six till midnight? Dude, I'm here seven days a week, twelve hours a day. I might as well be here another day. Yeah, you know, I might it's just I'm here already, so I'll just hang overnight. We're not doing it this weekend. Save me gas money getting we'll,
0: back to we'll, work. We'll find another time. Tomorrow on the show, Tim Benz and all of you. My snowflake minions, we're up 300%, baby. It's Crowley's world, and you're all living in it. I'm so up, i doing
3: the 3 shuffle.